Hey everybody, have you considered starting a podcast? We here at Screwball highly recommend Podbean for getting your podcast out to a larger audience. Podbean has given us the opportunity to easily bring you Screwball each and every week on all of our favorite podcast services. Use the link podbean.com slash screwball to sign up and save up to 35% annually. You can also use the link podbean.com slash pro slash screwball to sign up for a business subscription. Happy podcasting. Hey everybody, welcome back to Screwball, a baseball podcast, your home for everything baseball. I'm your host, Mike LaPree, here with my co-host, Frank White. Hey, how's it going? We're moving on to episode 101 of Screwball and the final predictions episode uh, divisionally before we move on to our final predictions uh, leading up to the 2022 season. Uh, this week, uh, as since we kind of are doing fractured episodes because of the CBA negotiations and uh, the, cha- the changed uh, opening day date, um, this is going to be an NL Central slash NL West episode. We are going to do the last two teams in the NL Central being the Reds and the Pirates, and we are going to do the entirety of the NL West. So this is more majority of an NL West predictions type look at episode, but we are going to include the Reds and Pirates since we didn't talk about them last week in the, you know, half NL Central episode. So, so again, kind of weird structure to it, but it's kind of what we had to do on the fly since the CBA lockout kind of happened more abruptly than we thought, and the opening day date changed, so... Um, so let's start with the NL Central teams. We'll start, you know, we usually just go in alphabetical order. So uh, let's start with the Cincinnati Reds. Um, and kind of as we have been doing this whole series, we're going to just go through the projected opening day lineup and rotation. And then just go into some bullpen and bench pieces, kind of our general thoughts. And then Frank will bring uh, the prospects that they're kind of looking at. And then we'll just go from there. So uh, the first team that we'll talk about is the Reds and the projected starting the projected opening day, you know, starting lineup for the Reds is second baseman Jonathan India, outfielder Tyler Naquin, first baseman Joey Votto, catcher uh, Tyler Stevenson, third base third baseman uh, Mike Moustakis, outfielder Tommy Pham, DH Colin Moran, shortstop Kyle Farmer, uh, and outfielder Nick Senzel. The rotation consists of uh, Tyler uh, Maley, uh, Hunter Green, Vladimir Gutierrez. Uh, Nick Lodolo, and then you have Mike Miner and Luis Castillo, also obviously thrown in the mix. I don't know why they had Luis Castillo out of the projection. Is he hurt at the moment, or is there something going on with him? Because he wasn't even in the – they kind of had him like a bench nah, piece. He might be so. banged up, but he's also was in a lot of trade talks. So. Yeah, that's – I I pretty much just chalk it up to trade talks. But, um, yeah, so that's your, that's your, you know, starting lineup and starting rotation for the Reds. Um, they obviously made some, they made some additions here, like a Colin Moran and Tommy Pham addition. Um, but they also got rid of Sonny Gray. Uh, Nick Castellanos obviously left the team. Um, so the team's hurting, you know, they, they're not, you know, they're not just a total basement dwelling team. They have some pieces here. You know, if Joey Votto had a little resurgence. Um, oh, Jesse Winker and, and Eugenio Suarez were traded. So there's another big, two big blows. Wade Miley. Um, yeah, Wade Miley. Waved. They basically just got rid of him. So there's a lot of subtractions here. The pitching staff, I think, it took the biggest hit. There's almost no namers on here, especially if they do end up going the route of trading Castillo and, and Tyler Maley. So the teams, you know, they could have had something to work with, especially if they kept some of those pieces they had, you know, with Jesse Winker, Castellanos, even Suarez, because he has a lot of power. But now the team kind of looks like a skeleton. Um, it doesn't really look like a competitive team to me. They have some depth. They have some relievers. They have some hitters. But it's not going to be anything, in my opinion, to compete in the division with the likes of the Brewers and the Cardinals. Um, 
So I see this as more of like a middle of the road slash, you know, fourth, fifth place team. You know, can't quite call them fifth place because of the, the other team we're going to talk about. Okay, yeah. But, you know, it's kind of a shame because there are some guys on this team I like, like Joey Votto and Jonathan India. But, yeah, you know, I, the, the team's just not looking that great. Yeah, and as a whole, the, the franchise is a franchise you don't mind rooting for. Um, but, yeah, you know, you mentioned they're, they're, you know, they got some players. Nick Senzel, if he's healthy. Uh, jo- Jonathan India. Naquin wasn't bad. Joey Votto had a resurgent last year. Tyler Stevenson's pretty good. They have a decent couple players there. Um, Pitching-wise, they got a couple. You know, they got rid of Amir Garrett for not much in return. Mm-hmm. So the team's, you know, just uh, it seems like they're just they're just cutting salary. I'm not sure exactly why because they already kind of did that once and kind of got some prospects and kind of this why they got Indians and Zell. And then they were kind of on the verge of being pretty good, but now they're cutting back again. So I'm not really sure what their their full strategy is here. But Yeah, me neither. <laughs> they got a couple decent pieces. They still got some pieces they can trade away to really kick this rebuild and, like, do it quickly. Mm-hmm. But they also have some young pieces that they're already kind of ready to go. So maybe they're just kind of waiting out, maybe kind of seeing where the Brewers end up falling because they're kind of – we already talked about their prospect system not being that great and stuff. So maybe they're kind of waiting for them to fold and and then trying to make a move when they feel like the division's yeah. weaker. Uh, I'm not really sure. Maybe the CBA this year was just bad for them money-wise. Maybe they're going to get some money and – Next couple of years, they go for some free agents, so we'll see. But overall, they're not that great of a team. It's a shame. It's a good franchise. It's a great stadium. One of my, probably my top, my favorite state we've been to so far. Um, and the history of the game there is obviously at Cincinnati. Some prospects you're looking at: Hunter Green, pitcher, 22nd ranked prospect. He's expected to be in the majors pretty much right off the rip here this year, if not pretty shortly after opening day. Uh, they have another pitcher, Nick Lodolo. He's a 42nd ranked prospect. Um, I believe. You mentioned him already uh, as a possibly being in the rotation. Again, right off the rip here. Um, and then they have a shortstop prospect, Ellie De La Cruz. He's a 70, 76th-ranked prospect. So overall, you know, they have four in the top 100. So they have some prospects on the verge of coming up here. Okay. So they do have some hope, and they already have some young guys, Indy and Senzel, and, and even Naquins, you know, not by Stevenson. Of course, catching prospect or catching young catcher. So they have some pieces there. Mustak is still around, right? Castillo's still young. Tyler Maley is very good, mm-hmm. consistent. So they have some pieces, but they're not expected to be that good. Um, and they have some trade pieces they can, you know, trade away and, and really retool this team pretty quickly. So I don't think it's, you know, the dark ages for the Reds. It's just, just upsetting for a lot of Reds fans and people who like the Reds. It just seems like it's just, it's a, you're never really in the hunt for a couple of years and then contending for five years. It seems like they had like one shot at it, maybe two shots at it, and then they're kind of redoing it again so uh, just aggravating if you're a Reds fan but you know um, not terrible but just not that great no yeah I mean you're in the right division if you want to be you know if you want to surprise a little bit because you know the NL East and the NL West you're not going to fare quite as well the NL Central is definitely the weaker of the three divisions but even still the, the team's just not team's just not ready to go and I don't I, again I, I just don't know where the, what they're doing or where they're going so I don't expect much of the Reds this year. Uh, and then the last team in the NL Central, the second team we're going to talk about this episode is the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> I mean, let's get into them. So the opening day projected lineup is outfielder Brian Reynolds, DH Daniel Vogelback, third base Cabrian Hayes, first base Yoshitomo Tsutsugo, outfielder Anthony Alford, outfielder Ben Gamble, catcher Roberto Perez, second baseman Cole Tucker, and shortstop Kevin Newman. And then for the rotations, they have the rotation they have 
uh, Jose Quintana, Jonathan Brubaker, Zachary Thompson, Bryce Wilson, and Mitch Keller. Uh, I mean, I don't think I really need to dive too deep into this team because, in my opinion, don't. no, there's just there's just not much here. I, I think the rotation's really not good at all. Unless there's unless some of these guys are prospects, I'm not picking up on you. You'll have kind of the info on that, but I mean, the lineup's not great. You have some, obviously Brian Reynolds is great. Brian Hayes is going to be great. But other than that, you've got kind of like guys that would fill roles on other teams. You don't really have like, you, you know what I mean? You don't really have it's just like one of the grossest teams I've ever. <laughs> That's what my problem is here. And it's just, it's not a good team. No, I, um, I mean, there's some names in that team that you might just not hear of again. I'm not saying all these guys are bad or they have no chance. Mm-hmm. But they have a chance to just. The only reason they're in the majors at this point is because we're on one of these bad teams. It's true. That's just a shame. But that team is bad. Well, yeah. I don't even know many of those names, unfortunately. Jose Quintana, I used to like very well. I'm not, I still do. Um, used to be Mr. Consistent with Chicago with the White Sox. Um, struggled a bit, but he's your ace, and that's not great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mitch Keller still has some potential, so hopefully there. Brian Reynolds is great. He won't be won't be there long. I don't mm-hmm. think. Brian Hayes, I think he'll be there for the long the long haul here. So they have a couple of decent pieces, but you know, overall Brian Reynolds and you know if they keep him great, but you know I think he'll end up getting traded. He's a really, really good player. Mm-hmm. Overall, I just don't. That's not a good team. Yeah, agreed. there's not much to say. They have a good stadium. They have a good fan base when they're good. So hopefully they get good here soon. And I, that's what brings me to here. Um, Cole Tucker too. You mentioned is a young player, one of their higher prospects and previous years so mm-hmm. hopefully he can kind of do something but overall I mean they have some good prospects um, Nick Gonzalez second baseman 20th ranked prospect they have Henry Davis a catcher 24th ranked prospect they have O'Neill Cruz the 6'7 shortstop mm-hmm. he is the 26th ranked prospects right there they have three in the top 26 they okay. have overall they have six prospects in the top 100 this prospect pool is probably one of the best prospect pools in all of baseball I mean, you have three in the top 26, and you have six in the top 100. So they have probably one of the best. And if they're not the best prospect pool, they're top five, I, th- I would say for sure, personally, and probably top three. You have six in the top 100. Yeah, that's pretty good. Puts you in a pretty good spot. Plus, you got guys like Cole Tucker who just came up, Brian Hayes who just came up, and you have Brian Reynolds who's still a younger outfielder. So not that they're prospects, but they just came up. Right. So even those guys are almost like, you know, Maybe not so much Brian Reynolds, but Brian Hayes and Cole Tucker, they're almost like just off the prospect list. Yeah, right, right. So they have some good prospects coming up. This team's going to be here sooner rather than later. But, you know, the problem with them is they don't have a bunch of major league talent right now on the team. And I think their salary for the year is $60 million. And I don't think the ownership really wants to spend more than that, unfortunately, at least this year. Mm-hmm. So if they're not willing to spend, then this is, this is going to be not great here. But... Um, we'll see what happens, but the Pirates this year, not good. Just not going to be good. There's just nothing there. Uh, 100 losses for sure, I think. Yeah. I, uh, but prospects are coming. They have some young guys, so I don't think this is going to be a long, you know, I think they're not quite where the Tigers are and teams like that, but they're <clears throat> the second tier, I guess you could say. Like, Tigers are now here. Come, like, Pirates are going to be the next team, one of those next teams that you might see as early as even next year or the year after where they're kind of here. Yeah, they're ready to leapfrog. So frog, maybe yeah. the next year or two. Next year would be a little bit early, but with I think the second year they're going to be here and, and contending for a wild card spot. But it's just getting there. It's going to be uh, I don't know heartbreaking, yeah, agonizing, yeah. Um, but Pittsburgh's fans, 
they could deal with it. Yeah. The Pittsburgh Pirates have not been good for a long time. I understand it for most time, but I mean, Steelers have been pretty good for quite some time now. Now they're going to be on the verge of not being so good, right? And then Pittsburgh Penguins, I think, even them, they've been really good, and they might be on the verge of not being quite as good. So mm-hmm. maybe Pittsburgh's turning a little bit. Yeah, the Pirates might be their saving grace here in two years. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I, I mean, they're awful. <laughs> yeah. Um, this year, they're they're not good. Um, probably a hundred loss team, like you said, and. Just look towards the future, and that's where your you know your hope is because you've got a, a a bright future with this team. So, um, if you're a Pirates fan, definitely turn your attention to that and look forward to brighter days ahead. Because I do think that they spend a little money and mix that with the prospects they got, then you, you could have a really, really nice team for the future. Yeah, and you see what those fans did when they were good. Oh yeah, them. yeah. They got quite a dropped the ball on the mound. Those were just some nuts playoff games and end games. Yeah, so you bring that back. Yeah, you'd be in good shape. In a very nice stadium, we were there. Yeah, yeah, they can't park anywhere, but the stadium's very nice. (laughs) No, I mean, yeah, the fan base, especially that stadium, they deserve a good team, and and, uh, eventually they will get it. So we'll just look forward to that. Uh, So let's move on to the NL West teams. Uh, Again, in alphabetical order, we'll be going here. So naturally, the first team is the Arizona Diamondbacks, a team that was quite interesting last year. Oh my gosh! Uh, um, So let's get into them real quick. The the projected opening day lineup for them is outfielder uh, Dalton Varsho, second baseman slash outfielder Cattell Marte, outfielder uh, David Peralta, first baseman Christian, Christian Walker, third base Josh Rojas, catcher Carson Kelly, DH Seth Beer, outfielder Pavin Smith, and shortstop Nick Ahmed. For the rotation, you have Madison Bumgarner, Merrill Kelly, Luke Weaver, Zach Davies, and Zach Gallen. Uh, this is a team that was like unbelievably bad in the, especially historic. Yeah. Especially After the first month. Yeah. It, it was like, you know, hard to believe, especially because this team isn't like pirates level where they're not even a team like the pirates. You, just losing that much is yeah. like unheard I mean, what, of. What were they? Four and 42 at one point. It was, they lost uh, 25 in a row or something. They were four and 42. I think at one point, it stretch. was something ridiculous. You, you know, um, they, it was like the month of May. Six they, and 42. It might've been or six and 44. Yeah. Cause it was like the month of May. They pretty much lost most of May. Um, they had two wins in May. I think it was. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, not, you know, this, I don't think that reflects this, this, the level this team is. They're not a very good team and they're probably not going to be very, especially with the way the NL West is. You're not going to be very high. Division doesn't help them. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you locked up Cattell Marte. That's good. He got a great player there as long as he stays healthy. Dave Peralta is good. Dalton Varsho, you like what you get at him because he's a younger guy. Christian Walker's good. Um, the rotation's actually fairly decent. Madison yeah. Bumgarner is hitting his uh, older age, so he's not going to quit pitch quite like he did um, back in the day. But uh, rotation's actually fairly good. You picked up Mark Melanson, so you got a closer, trade piece you have down the line maybe. But overall, uh, you know, I think this team and, and the next team we're going to talk about, the, the Rockies, are pretty much going to sit near the you know closer to the basement you'd like to think but you know they're not the team's not terrible but i just don't know where i don't know where this team's going where they have been going it's they're they're kind of in between and they're just not very good truthfully uh, i think the rotation is really your only bright spot that you yeah. can say oh you know what they could win some games because they're going to pitch good yeah so yeah. i don't know the diamondbacks say you know they have a decent team i think roster wise can tell Marte is one of the best young players in the game switch hitter could play second could play outfield Two years ago, he almost snuck his way into an MVP. Last year, I think he was batting 350 in the short time he played. He's just been hurt a lot of times. That's a very, very, very good player, Cattell Marte. You watch, if he has a full season this year, 
he might sneak his way right into the MVP race as on a team that's not so great. Mm-hmm. That's how good he is. Yeah. He just gave him an extension. Great for him. That shows the Diamondbacks are willing to keep some of these young guys, which is great. It's great news. Um, Dave Peralta, Mr. Consistent out there, plays very good for the Diamondbacks. Uh, Christian Walker's pretty good. Dalton Vershow can catch a little bit, and he's been playing pretty good. Um, or at least showed some potential, I should say. So they have Nick Ahmed's been there for some years now. They have a decent you know, lineup. I think that their lineup is going to be kind of – could get hot and cold. As a, as a unit, mm. when they're hot, I think they can really put some runs up and win some games. But I think they're just there's just not much consistency yet in it with some of these young guys. Pitching wise, I think it's their strength. I said that last year. If they could pitch, and they could stay healthy. They'll be okay. They didn't pitch and they didn't stay healthy, so they weren't okay. And Cattell Marte was hurt. That that's there was your whole team. Um, Bumgarner's okay. Zach Allen's got some potential. You brought in Zach Davies, who's pretty good. Uh, Luke Weaver is pretty good. You know, so you have some decent players, some de- decent pitchers. You brought in Mark Melanson, so they'll be, they'll be okay. I don't see them really competing. You know, I, best thing for them maybe is to stay somewhat competitive, maybe float around eighty wins at, at best. I think yeah. it's probably their best. They're probably yeah. in majority probably the low seventies and you know wins. Yeah, I agree. But they have some talent. I don't think it's going to be you know historically bad. I think last year was just weird. But they have some talent. Um, Prospect-wise, they got um, Alec Thompson, outfielder. He's 18th-ranked prospect. Uh, Corbin Carroll, the outfield outfielder as well, 19th-ranked prospect. And then they have Jordan Lawler. Uh, he's a shortstop. He's a 23rd-ranked prospect. So they have they have three in the top 23. They have four in the top 100. So their prospect system is pretty good. All right. They're not bad here. And then they got guys like Cattell Marte, the Peraltist on the back half, but you still have uh, Nick Ahmed and, and Dalton Varsho. So you have some guys up as well. So this team's not too far. It's just they're in a tough division, but um, they're not a bad team. They're just not going to be all that great, but no pushovers. Yeah, you're not going to um, expect much out of them, especially with the team that's more likely at the top. You know, it's kind of hard, and it's going to be a little more difficult with a wild card spot with some of the teams, you know, in the NL East, and then you've got another team in this division that could really break out. So. It's going to be tough for them, but I, I see them kind of like you said, kind of like mid-70s win is a realistic, you know, if they play good. I think that's kind of a realistic win spot, mid-70s, low-70s. So, uh, we'll see. They're just going to kind of kind of be there in their vision, more or less. Uh, the next team uh, we have here are the Colorado Rockies. Uh, another weird team, kind of like the Diamondbacks, just don't really know where they're going, what they're doing. Uh, so the projected starting lineup for them is DH Charlie Blackman, uh, outfielder slash infielder Chris Bryant, uh, third base uh, another, again another infielder Ryan McMahon, uh, first base CJ Crone, second base Brendan Rogers, outfield Randall uh, Randall Grichik, excuse me, uh, shortstop Jose Iglesias, outfielder Sam Hilliard, and catcher Elias Diaz, and for the rotation Herman Marquez, Kyle Freeland, Antonio Sensatella. Austin Gomer and Chad Cool, they have, I mean, they have talent. There's some talent here. You have likes like Charlie Blackman, Chris Bryant, Ryan McMahon. They just locked up CJ Crone. Top four in their lineup is actually fairly formidable. You know, you don't really want to run through that lineup too many times. Those first four guys, yeah. Brendan Rodgers, if Brendan Rodgers at some point could play like he was supposed to, would be an elite guy in that lineup. Randall Grichik, they just traded for Ryan Tapia. I don't really understand. He's gonna play good. Um, he'll probably bat like 250, hit some you know, home runs for you. Probably actually probably hit a little better now that it is in Colorado. Yeah, Tapia, I just Tapia's is a better. Oh yeah, you'd rather have Tapia, player, younger player. I, I don't know, wasn't a big fan. Of that. I'm no. actually like Tapia a lot. And that's a steal for the Blue Jays. 
yeah, uh, I don't know wh- we'll quite why they they did that, but. I no, mean, it's you, the you know, Rockies and they do things like that. Yeah. And then Jose Iglesias, you know, if he has a year kind of like how he did, I believe, last season or a few years ago. Um, well, his offense should only get better and his defense ain't getting no better. So, yeah. Um, so, I mean, the lineup's okay. Uh, you got weapons, and, and especially in Colorado, anything can happen. Uh, the rotation's okay. Herman Marquez, you like. Kyle Freeland could be really um, good. You know, Antonio Sensatella could be good. Um, they have Alex Colomay now out of the bullpen. So. You know, they don't have a, the bullpen is like almost no depth after that, to be honest. Um, rotation doesn't have late, uh, you know, four or five depth, uh, and after that, in case there's injuries, uh, lineup doesn't have a whole heck of a lot of depth. They don't have really many options off the bench. Garrett Hampson is pretty much it. So, fast, very fast. Yeah. Uh, you know, but other than that, uh, kind of similar to Dimebacks, kind of sitting at a weird spot. Chris Bryant signing, you know, if they're ready to go is a good signing, but they're not quite there. So it's a weird signing. I just don't um, – I like the Rockies. and want them to be good, but they're not there. And they're, in my opinion, you know, like I said, they're just kind of sitting like the Diamondbacks, just kind of in the middle slash lower tier in this division. So um, we'll see what comes to them in the future. But I, I'm not – you know, I don't think they're they're very, very good, you know. They're just kind of there. No, the Rockies are not, not great. They have some pieces. They're in Colorado. Um, they got a couple pitchers, right, a couple position players. They signed Bryant. They just don't make a bunch of sense. They don't really have a lot. Um, you paid $50 million to get rid of Oronado to get some prospects. It's not a bad idea to bring prospects in, but then you spend the money to get Chris Bryant. You didn't want to keep Story. So I get you want to trade him. I think they should have traded Story at some point, got some prospects, even if it was even like one good prospect. It's just something to bring something back for it. Yeah, I mean, I just don't – and I kind of like the Rockies. Stadium's pretty nice. The uniforms, you know – I think they get a bad rep for being in Colorado sometimes, some of the players. But they don't really have anything. They have some decent offensive players. They have a couple of players they could trade away. They're just, they're, they're question marks. They're in a bad, you know, in a good division. You know, bad if you're trying to compete at a team that's not that talented. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. The, the biggest problem for them is prospect wise, Zach Veen, outfield number 36 ranked prospect. That's it. They've won in the top 100. And after you trade or not, or get some, you have one. Uh, some other guys, they have Drew Romo, catcher, and Benny Mo- uh, Montgomery, an outfielder. But they have one in the top 100, and he's the 36th ranked one. So it's not even like he's towards the top 5, 10. So I'm not um, just not not really happy with them or, or, or that, you know, they could easily lose 100 games. Mm-hmm. But they have some talent, so I guess they're, you know, okay there. I just don't see don't see much out of them, and that's kind of a shame. I kind of like them, but... Um, it is what it is. I guess we'll see what happens. They just definitely need to make some moves and get that farm system up because they have one. Yeah, that's not, you know, at least the Dimebacks are sitting a little better with that. So, yeah, at least they you, got know, you can look at something. And some couple young guys. At least Dime, the, the Rockets, they have a couple young guys and some guys, you know, Bryant, but they only have no, no one really come up through the system. At least top 100, you know, people come from anywhere and become real good. But as of right now, they're not looking pretty. Yeah, that's not great, but... You know, they, the Rockies always tend to figure something out, especially offensively. They always seem to figure that out. Uh, the pitching is always where their, their big hurdle is. So, I don't know. Um, maybe looking at, you know, you know, best case third place if they have really like a somewhat of a breakout year. But even that, it's, you know, the depth isn't quite there, I don't think. The next team we'll look at are the L.A. Dodgers. Uh, quite the team here, as we already kind of <laughs> we already kind of know. So the projected starting lineup for the Dodgers is outfielder Mookie Betts, first baseman Freddie Freeman, shortstop Trey Turner, DH uh, Max Muncy, catcher Will Smith, third base Justin Turner, 
Second base, Chris Taylor. Outfielder, Cody Bellinger. And outfielder, A.J. Pollock. Uh, I thought Chris Taylor went to the Mariners. Did he? I don't know. I have him here on the, the – he, he's part of the projected lineup. Um, I'll look, While I read this off, I'll look that up. Yeah, but, I thought he went to the Mariners, but you know, we'll yeah. just find out, right? Then the rotation, uh, Walker Bueller, Clayton Kershaw, Julio Urias, uh, Andrew Heaney, and Tony Gonsolin. Um, Trevor Bauer obviously is there, but they're still figuring out um, what's going on with him because I think his the leave was kept getting extended, and they'll probably put a uh, they'll probably put a, uh, a suspension on him. Um, they could, but they could retroact it. He's getting no charges against him. I'm, I'm not really. I'm in the I'm in the sign of Trevor Bauer now. He should be able to pitch. He was cleared. Yeah, he's missed almost all last year. I mean, what is it's similar to Marcel Zuna. He's another one that got cleared. He was retroactive his suspension. I feel like Trevor Bowers should be able to pitch. I'm not sure really what's going on there. Yeah, I'm not really sure either. Um, Big fan of the guy, but let's be honest. The guy deserves to pitch now. He was cleared and he, he missed half three quarters of a year. I mean, what's the problem? Yeah, right. I don't. Um, if the team doesn't want him, then they have to release him. Let's, let's not keep him in limbo. But let's not. You know, I don't want to get too much into that. No, I agree. I, I'm not quite sure uh, what the the reason is for it. Uh, you know, they they reserve the right to be able to suspend even if there is no wrongdoing found. You know, in 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 court. So I, you know, it doesn't make sense to me. But um, so Chris Taylor, they he did get signed back four year deal, uh, right before the dead. Like I mean, like right before. The CBA. He was signed back four years, sixty mil. Um, so he is on the team. Thankfully, okay. it did, they just didn't lie to me. But I mean, hands down, one of the best. You know, one of the best lineups in baseball. The only hole you really find is Cody Bellinger, and he's a big question mark because he could be good. You know, he was a former. I believe he's a former MVP. Uh, what was it two, three years ago at this point? It's hard to find a hole in this lineup. You know, especially if he's hitting good. So the lineup is stellar, probably one of the best in baseball. Rotation, if you have Trevor Bauer in there, one of the best in baseball. Bullpen has a lot of depth to it, a lot of hard throwers. Guys like Bruce Dargott are all throwing 100 and throwing Frisbees, you know, 98 miles an hour. Bench depth, not great. You have Gavin Lux, who really hasn't figured it out. Um, You have Austin Barnes as a backup catcher. So um, not a lot of bench depth. So, you know, if there's injuries, you're in a little bit of a tough spot you know, tough spot there. If Cody Bellinger bats like 180 again and kind of same thing with rotation, you know, you have all of a sudden you have, you know, Clayton Kershaw out sometime and then you have Trevor Bowers on leave and you're really kind of in a rough spot with the rotation. So I think the depth is the biggest problem for the Dodgers, but they are no, there's no shortage of star power here. You add Freddie Freeman to your lineup is pretty good. So I think this is one of the best teams you're looking at in baseball as they usually are. Um, but the big question with the Dodgers is, can they get over the hurdle of getting a ring? Um, that remains to be seen, but you know, they'll, you know, more than likely be top two in the division. They'll be in a good spot in the playoffs and we'll see what happens there. They always, there's always some, once they get to the playoffs, it's a little strange for the Dodgers. So, but there's no denying that they have a great team and I'm not going to, you know, sit here and sing their praises because we've, we've kind of known this. So, you know, we'll, we'll see where they end up in the playoffs really is kind of where, where they're at. Yeah, they got a good team. I mean, um, you can't fault them for spending the money, for being willing to spend the money to make a good team. Um, never really faulted a team for doing its job, competing, spending money. Um, have they done it at quite an alarming rate? Sure. Um, yeah. It's almost record-breaking. So that's a little bit alarming, but spend the money and be willing to do that is is, is good. 
if you're if you're willing to do it, which I think every team, well, every team's definitely not willing. Can every team do it? Sure. Can some teams do it to a more extent, like these guys? Sure. But they put together a good team. You know, pitching wise, it's definitely a hole. Yeah. Walker Brewer is a young guy. He pitched great, but he has his his times as every pitcher does, especially a little bit in the playoffs. It seemed like right last year. I think he struggled a bit in the playoffs. Yeah, he had some. It? Yeah, he had some bad starts. Even a couple of years before that. So, but he's a good pitcher. I like Walker Buehler. I think he's you know. I'd say pound for pound, he's probably their. He's race. probably their best pitcher. He's their, their ace. Best pitcher. Yeah. I don't think it's even really that close um, because Kershaw's not the same pitcher. No, he's and he's always hurt. Yeah, he misses two months in the middle of the year. Julio Urias, I, I just uh, he he pitches good at times, but he's just like, you know, can you really? I think even Dodgers fans will say, can you really? put a lot of faith in him. Mm-hmm. Sure, they have some faith in him, don't get me wrong, but can you really sit down and be like, yeah, he's on the mound. And like, Walker Buehler's on the mound, I feel pretty good. Mm-hmm. Urias on the mound, yeah, I, I, yeah. But I, you're still like, yeah. yeah. Uh, Gosselin at the back, you know, bullpen-wise, they have some guys who can do things. I just don't, you know, do they have, they lost Kenley Jensen. Do they have that guy who's like, there's my closer, this guy's good. Like, Kenley could be good. They have you know, ground rolls, there's a nut job. He could be good, but do you have, feel real confident there? No. Defensively, do you feel confident if you're going to have, um, you know, Justin Turner playing third base? Do you feel real confident in him defensively at third base? Another guy, I, I love Justin Turner. I think that's the key to the offense, or at least it was. Maybe it's a little different now this year with a couple added. But for the last five years, that was the key to the Dodgers was Justin Turner. But defensively, can he play third base? And he's not really that great at third base. He's going, getting older. Is his offense going to hold up? You know, Mookie Betts, you got Will Smith. One of the better catchers no one talks about. Freddie Freeman, first time out of Atlanta. What's going to happen there? Yeah. Now at the money, now he's not in Atlanta. What, you know, he gets, he'll get booed in L.A. too. That's true. He'll be able to handle that. I think it'll be okay. Max Muncy should be coming back at some point, you know. Um, Cody Bellinger just was one of the worst players in baseball last year. It's just hands down. That's how it was. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what's going to happen with them. They are a good team on paper for sure. Their pitching is definitely a weakness. Um, and I think... I mean, I, I'll I'll do it because I'm not a big fan of the Dodgers, but they won't win the World Series, and I don't think they're going to go deep in the playoffs because Dave Roberts said they're going to win the World Series, and Dave Roberts is not a good manager, hands down, flat out. You could put a, you know, bucket of sand, coach the man and coach that team. I mean, what does he got to do? What does he have to do? What does he really have to do with that yeah, team? It's just turnkey. Yeah, well, I got to take Freddie Freeman out to put Max Muncy in. Oh boy, <laughs> alert the elders. And then, you'll, and then say you're going to win the World Series. You won one World Series in the last eight years. You had the best team. You paid the most money. You had the best team. You won one World Series. And it was 60-game season. So I don't really want to hear that you're a good manager and that you could win because you only won once and you had the best team hand-downs for eight years or seven years, whatever long. It's been quite some time they've had the best team hands-down. It's calm down there. But they have a very good team. I think that was just stupid to come out and say that you're going to win the World Series. But they definitely have the chance to. I just don't think they will, especially after that. Um, but they definitely can. Very good team. I just, I don't know. Um, it's just. More of an X factor thing. I just, I don't know? see. It's hard with these teams. Are, you know, they have all this talent. It just seems like someone, they struggle a little bit and they pull this guy out and then he doesn't want to be pulled out because he knows he was good. And now you start getting these, these back and forth and then this guy gets hurt and all of a sudden it's, it's almost like a dynamic where it's just too much. Right. It's hard to believe. But if it's all working, it's working great. But it just seems like that's, that's I don't know. We've seen these teams get put together like this before and not really work out that great. So yeah. we'll see. Like um, I said, I think that they have a depth problem. I think and that Chris Taylor's have... contract, it's a little expensive, I think, for Chris Taylor. Mm. 
He's been good for them, but $60 million. Yeah. I, I don't know. Phil, yeah. Trey Turner is one of the best players. He's probably their best player on that team. I don't really see a player better than him. Offensively, defensively, speed, home runs. Yeah. Unsung hero. No one talks about Trey Turner, but really, if you look up his stats, he's one of the best players in all of baseball. Oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. So, and you forgot, I forgot all about him, <laughs> and I that's their best player. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know what to tell you. So, it's a great team. Pitching, I think, as a whole. Yeah. You mentioned their depth. I think managing, I think I think could be definitely a problem. And then having that, <laughs> we're going to win the World Series thing already over your head. Not great. So, we'll see what happens. Prospect-wise, they got catcher Diego Cortea. He's a 28th-ranked prospect. Bobby Miller, pitcher, 57th-ranked prospect. Michael Bush, second base, first base prospect, 67th-ranked. They have five in the top 100. Um, That's pretty impressive. Yeah. You know, all things considered. Yeah, so they definitely have some weapons to uh, trade away if they want to get add some more pieces. So we'll see what they can do. They definitely have one of the better teams on paper uh, we've ever seen. But, you know, it's, it's holding up, and some of these guys aging. Yeah. Like Justin Turner and Kershaw, no Kenley Jensen in the bullpen, some injuries out in the bullpen too. Guys coming back, they're kind of relying on. Um, Trey Turner, one of the better players, he does have some small injury concerns. He does seem to miss a couple weeks throughout the year, a month or two. Um, we did with the Nationals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mookie Betts even struggled a bit last year. Freddie Freeman leaving Atlanta. That kind of seems to be your Cody Bellinger was a complete black hole last year. So mm-hmm. that, that, you know, there is question marks. Every team has them. So even the team that's stacked like that, looks like an all-star team, has, has quite some problems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's you true. lose, you know, but their pitching not being that great. If Walker, let's say, got, you know, not, not rooting for God forbid, Walker Bueller misses some time. All of a sudden, that pitching that really wasn't that deep is really struggling. We'll see what happens in a, in a division that's, you know, got some strength coming. At yeah. Least in, 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 well, at least in one of the teams. But another team last year was – Showed to be pretty good, and the NL is pretty strong. Yeah. So you know they'll have some people trying to you know take their best swings at them. Oh yeah, yeah. The Braves and you know the Braves and the Mets in the East aren't going to lay down for the playoffs. So yeah, Cardinals, they, Brewers. I mean, there's some there's some depth. Yeah. Even the Marlins. I've seen a lot of reports saying that the Marlins look very good right now, especially with that pitching. Yeah, and you saw with this division last year, anything could happen. Oh my god. You know. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <you can laughs> but I mean, you can't take away how good they are, but. It's always a question when you get to the playoffs with them. So that's for sure. Um, we'll see where they go in you know in the real season when the real season starts um, in October. Uh, so the next team we'll talk about in the NL West is the San Diego Padres. Uh, so the projected starting lineup for the Padres is outfielder Trent Grisham, third baseman Manny Machado, second baseman Jake Cronenworth, uh, first baseman Eric Hosmer, DH Luke Voigt, outfielder Will Myers, catcher Austin Nola. Outfielder Jerickson Profar and shortstop Ha Seong Kim. Obviously, switch him out for Tatis because Tatis just recently went for that uh, that surgery. So you just have to note him. You know it, he is you know on normal circumstances a starting shortstop, but not for opening day. The projected starting rotation is Joe Musgrove, Hugh Darvish, Blake Snell, Mike Clevenger, and um, there was kind of a uh, different things I saw on different websites. Chris Paddock. You know, Mackenzie Gore, you know, guys like this. I just wasn't sure exactly who to, you know, who they were going to put. So I just put Chris Paddock. I wasn't sure who was hurt, who they were going to put in, but it might be a fight for that fifth spot. But I think that the Padres had a really rough year last year, especially pitching. Yes. Um, I think down the stretch, what was it, after post-All-Star break, they had like a six-something ERA yeah, from the starters. It was it was awful. Fired um, Rothschild and it got worse. Yeah, um, I don't know how that happened, but... Um, but I mean, when you look on paper, 
a great rotation. Joe Musgrove pitched great last year. You know, you don't expect him to be the ace, but very solid two or three guy. Uh, you Darvish really should be more or less your ace, and he pitched awful last year after the, you know, yeah, the, yeah. Stu- the substance crackdown. My thing there is somehow, some way, I still don't know if they have that ace on that team. Yeah, that's... They have guys who, any one of those guys could be an ace. Mm-hmm. Even as Chris Paddock. Right. Mackenzie Gore. These guys aren't even in the rotation. They could be aces. Mm. I mean, ace, ace. But yeah. right now, can you sit there and say, that's my ace? I don't know. That's Blake, Blake Snell. He's got some of the better stuff. He was awful last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darvish, um, he's got some great stuff. Musgrove has shown it last year that he's got good stuff. The previous years, he's been pretty good. So they got some good good pitchers there. Again, they still don't, I don't know if they have that ace. Right. Yeah, and that's that's kind of the problem with the rotation is they're all good two or three guys. You know, do you have the well, guy? Very good three guys, and... Pretty, pretty damn good two guys. Just yeah. I don't know if you have that stopper right now. Yeah. But if any one of these guys can step up this year and be that easy, that's hands down. Right. So I think the rotation is actually a, a brighter spot and, on the team if they're all pitching good. And I think they have Dillison Lamette still. Yeah, they do. He was another one that was projected to be that fifth guy. So That guy's got some electric stuff, but he's never healthy. It's, that's why I and think it, they didn't have him. It's a shame because <laughs> he's a little older than you kind of expect to. I think he's almost 30, right? Yeah, so. And he's I mean, had some electric stuff from years now. That guy's got some electric stuff. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, they've got pieces. There's no doubting the the rotation. Um, bullpen's got depth problems. Um, they don't really have a great uh, bullpen out there. Um, you know, lost bench. Manson. Bench is good. You got Jorge Alfaro and Nomar Mazzara on top of having Haseon Kim once Tatis comes back. So you got good bench depth. And Cronenworth can play um, anywhere. Yeah, Cronenworth, yeah, you could basically stick him anywhere. You know, I think as far as what they added, I think Luke Voigt is more or less kind of it here um, as far as offense. So offense is still kind of the good same. Piece for them. Yeah, I think he fits in well there, especially with the added DH because he's not a great fielder. So you <laughs> stick Eric Hosmer at first, Voigt at DH. You, like, you kind of like what you get there. Also makes Hosmer expandable expendable if needed yeah that's yeah 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 that's actually that's a good point especially for uh mid-season uh you know trade deadline stuff so offensively i think they're fine um i don't think that they're like rivaling the dodgers um as far as offense but we've seen in past years when this team is hot offensively they're they're unstoppable yeah there's a chip on this team's shoulder yeah the dodgers where it almost seems like they're almost feel like they should be giving it and i'm I'm not saying that they shouldn't with the talent they have, right? The Padres, they really fight. Yeah. They fight them. Last year, they fought themselves. Machado, Tatis issues at the end of the year, and then the pitching just exploded. Mm-hmm. Now you're, the X factor for that team is they brought in Bob Melvin. That is one of the best managers in all baseball and one of the best managers we've seen in quite some time. Mm-hmm. So you bring him in, that's already, you're better. Yeah, 100%. And yeah. I'm not saying that... Nick Green or whatever the guy's name. I, forget, I even forget his name. <laughs> Adam, Adam Green or Andrew Green. Or, yeah, yeah. I don't even know what his name is because he wasn't that good. Uh, wasn't ba- it wasn't great. You know, it wasn't good. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he wasn't bad, but he wasn't. he's no Bob Melvin. Mm-hmm. This is hat, hands down, that's how it yeah, is. Yeah, agreed. But if Tatis already hurt with a wrist injury, with a guy who has some power, um, not a great start, crashing his motorcycle and whatnot, not great either. Um, no. Defensively, it's shortstop, not good. He's not He's not even... People think he's one of the best defensive shortstops. He's not. No. I don't care what you say. Is he good at shortstop? No. Is he even okay at shortstop? No. He's bad. He had like 15 errors there in like a month. He's not good. He's not. There's a, you don't take a guy you paid 10 years, 15 years, and put him in the outfield. 
There's a reason you did that because yeah. he's not good at that position. Right. right. Can he be? They fix him and work on him. Sure. Look at Simeon. Became one of the better defensive players. That's true. And, and he, he was young bad, enough. Bad, you know, at, mm-hmm. at his position too. So you can work with him, but right now he's not good there. He's already hurt. They're pitching. They don't have that ace. They have guys who could be the ace. You already mentioned the bullpen has some weakness. So we'll see what this team. You know, I think this is a team that can win the division. Yeah. They can go very far. They have that electric. They have that, that attitude. And they have a manager that's just one of the best ones. Mm-hmm. So they have some pieces. Um, <clears throat> and they fight the Dodgers. They actually fight the Dodgers. Yeah, they, so, don't, they don't like each other. So that's that's great for them. Machado, consistent out there. Uh, they have a good team. I, I like the Padres. I think they have a good shot. Tatis, I think, is just – they really blew some smoke with him, ran to him, and he's an electric player for baseball. But let's, you know, back off a step here and make sure that he he is as good as advertised all the time and yeah. he's going to be on the field more than once every week. Yeah, because he's, uh, he's on the field. He's a very fun player to watch, and he's very good. He's – you know, high home run guy. Um, he's one of your better players in baseball when he's on the field. Oh yeah, he could easily be your top twenty five player, top twenty, top ten player. Mm-hmm. But there's there's there are times when he's and he's not hurt. You know, he he can not really be that good. Yeah, he's Especially a wild with card. With defensive issues. Mm-hmm. So and you know, in his own head at the end of the year, Machado wasn't wrong at the end of last year. Like, what are you doing? We're playing for a playoff spot, and you're you're out there, you know, doing stupid stuff, getting thrown out of games and stuff. So Machado's got his own issues in the past, but he's yeah. really became a leader of that team. Um, Drake Cronenworth, unsung hero for that team, by the way. Luke Voigt's a good pickup. Losing Tommy Pham is going to hurt them, I think, a little bit. But a good team. It's a solid team with some pitching. They, they can add a bullpen piece. Can they go get Craig Kimbrell? That would be smart for them. That would be nice. So, can they make a move like that? Uh, Prospect-wise, C.J. Abrams, shortstop, the ninth-ranked prospect. Do they call him up, maybe? To fill Tatis' hole there for a while? Does that make somebody expendable for a big-time pitcher to bring him up? That's some questions they have, right? Yeah. Um, Robert Hassel, the third, outfielder, 37th ranked prospect. And Luis uh, Camposano, a catcher, the 44th ranked prospect. So they have three in the top 44. They have four in the top 100. So they have a decent farm system here, yet a pretty good one mm-hmm. uh, with some young guys on the on the roster. They could really trade away and and make a, an ace you know, pitcher get or a strength in first base or strength in the bullpen for sure. They have some pieces they could make that that move and solidify the weakness of that team, whatever that weakness might actually show once the season starts. Mm-hmm. But Bob Melvin's great. I'm telling you, that's an X factor. We talked about Buck Showalter with the Mets. Those are the X factors. The guy calling the shots and hitting the buttons. I know the manager you say doesn't do as much. Yeah. But when the team is good, the manager makes the difference. When the yeah. team's not that good, the manager, you know, it doesn't. There's only so much you can do. Yeah. When the <laughs> team's good, he needs to hit those buttons. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Bob Melvin's great. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, he's pushed every right button in Oakland. Yeah, I, I mean, it's kind of like we talked about with Buck Showalter. Is he the guy that puts the team over the edge? Is Bob Melvin the guy to put the Padres over the edge? Easily. I think that I think that you it. like having those guys at the helm. So, I think the Padres. I you know, kind of like how a lot of people and us predicted last year, Dodgers Padres. Whichever way you go, who's winning it is one and two. I think that's still the case here. The Giants just absolutely went nuts. I not, understand. I, the I Giants still, are still... You still will not tell me that last year's Giants team was good. I, I will never look up at that team and go, that's a good team. Yeah, like, so... Like, you know, take their MLB overalls and look at them. They're just not good. No. So, I'm never going um, to stand there and say that. So, last yeah. year's Giants team was an anomaly. <laughs> yeah, I don't... Uh, it was which, great for them. And yeah. great for baseball. But, God, that you can't... I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I mean, we'll get into them in just a sec here. But um, that's kind of where I'm seeing the Padres are the top two. 
in this division. I mean, more than likely a wild card team. I don't see them. What happened to them last year happening again? I think there's just too much Not to talent. That no, I think there's too much talent. And the year um, they were one of the, they were one of the worst teams the last two months yeah. of the season. I don't mm-hmm. think they really were even close. They were like twenty and forty or something. Yeah, like that. they were not good. Um, they and were the pitching... almost behind the Rockies in the division last year. I think they were almost they were behind them at one point late in the season. Like, yeah, it wasn't good. No, um, and I don't quite understand it. Just the pitching just really went off the deep end, and I don't see that happening again. These guys are just too good to have that much of regression. Yeah, and Bob you know? Melvin, I think, is a, again is that important. Yeah, um, so. You know, I, I think they'll be fine. I think they'll make a playoff spot. But whether they win the division or not depends kind of how they how they decide to stack up against the Dodgers. And last but not least, as we kind of just mentioned, the Giants. Still don't understand what happened last year with them. Um, not really too much of a different team here. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, uh, Buster Posey retired, so you lose your, your big catcher. Probably bigger piece of the clubhouse yeah I, um i think this this year's team is better than last year's team to be honest i mean I'll, you know you did lose buster posey but i'm not saying they're gonna win 100 games yeah, i just don't um, see how, how that ever happened yeah so <laughs> so as far as the starting uh lineup and rotation goes for them on opening day it's uh second baseman tommy la first baseman brandon belt shortstop brandon crawford third base evan longoria outfielder lamont wade outfielder mikey shremsky dh darren ruff Outfielder Jock Peterson and catcher Joey Bart. The rotation is Logan Webb, Carlos Rodon, Anthony Desclafani, Alex Wood, and Alex Cobb slash um, Matthew Boyd is also on the team. I think that's kind of like a fight for the fifth spot type deal. You know, I kind of, the way I kind of put them last year was that they're about an an 81-81 team. You know, they're pretty much average. I, you know, could they do better? Obviously, yes. Could they do worse? Yes. I think that, you know, all the right things happened last year. Oh, Buster Posey five. had an amazing year. Brandon Crawford had an amazing year. Brandon Bell had an amazing Darren year. Rough out of the out of the rough. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean the the pitching was off the charts, bullpen and all. They won like 105 games, beat the Dodgers for the division, uh, and relegated them to the wild card game. I mean, first of all, as as a rivalry, how much of a of a move is that to not even be a thought? And then you beat them out for the division. Uh, it's kind of cool if you're a Giant fan. But my thoughts are still the same as they were in the beginning of last year. I just don't think this team is much better than a third-place team in this division. Uh, You know, and even that's a bit of a stretch with, you know, with the potential for some of these teams. I think they're good. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say that they're a bad team. But I just don't know where you could really point to to say, well, in these aspects, they are a more ready team than the Padres or they are a more ready team than the Dodgers. I just don't quite understand it. And I just still think that they're a relatively average team. You know, they're not bad. They're not going to sit in the basement. Um, but I just don't see a di- another division win in their future. I just don't. It's strange. Yeah, I mean, I think last year's team and this year's team, I think this year's team might have more talent. But last year's team, after watching the year, you go, well, they had, I think you say they didn't have talent. Well, where did it come from? Kevin Gall's been going into last year was nothing more than a bottom of rotation throw, throw around guy, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and then he became a high-paid pitcher. Uh, I mean, Buster Posey was nothing more than a bottom-tier catcher. Defensively, sure. And Colin Games was one of the better ones. Offensively, he was not very good. And then all of a sudden, exploded. Brandon Crawford, good year, bad year. Good year, bad year. Seems how it goes. Brandon Belt seems to be hurt. When he plays, he's relatively pretty good. Evan Longoria bounced back last year, even. Uh, Lamont Wade, I mean, came up with big hits all time last year, right? So I think overall this year, you could say, okay, at least last year they... Showed they could be some of these guys could be better. Darren Ruff out of the rough, right? 
So I think last year was way more question marks. This year, some of these guys are like, okay, they still question marks. It's, it's, you can't just one year. It doesn't mean you're good. It's consistent that makes you good. So can they be consistent? Well, they played good last year, so now it's the second year. Can they be consistent? So these guys, if they could be consistent, they could be good. Carlos Rodon, a great ad. Uh, Jessica Fani's pretty good. Logan mm-hmm. Webb's pretty good. Uh, Matthew Bueno's already hurt, but he could be pretty good. They have some good pieces. The bullpen's okay. They got some young guys. So I think I would say this team and Joey Bart is is gonna be really good. Tommy Lestella, right? Uh, he played mm-hmm. pretty good. I think he ended up getting hurt last year, right? I think so. Yeah. That's what happened mm-hmm. to him? So I think overall this team has some decent talent. They just I don't see it unless every button's hit right by Gabe Kapler again, who was a question mark in himself last year. Mm-hmm. Um, almost every button's hit right. Yeah. Again, it goes perfect. Last year was perfect year for them. And you lose Buster Posey in the clubhouse as well. I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I, I think 500 is good for them. I can see them as low as in, in the 70s and in, in, in the high 60s with wins. Mm-hmm. But I could also see them in the 80s and the mid to high 80s, maybe even 90. I could see it. If yeah. they want to make some moves, I just, I don't, I don't, Right now, they're not. They're 80, high 70s, 80 team, 81, 82. But I I don't know. Yeah. Last year was such just an anomaly with them. Yeah. It was one of the best, one of the best, worst teams. They really just weren't that great. Going into the year, they, were just, they weren't that good. At the end of the year, you go, yeah, these guys are pretty good. Galsman and guys turned it around. But really, going into the year, they just didn't have that consistent talent. I I just don't know where I don't know how that uh, how that came about, but I good for them. But I don't see them being that great this year. But we'll see. Yeah, I I don't know. I really don't know where to go with them. Um, In a tough division, what two monsters at the top, and then two guys at the bottom that aren't that great. These Diamondbacks, I think, could scare you a little bit. And yeah, then you have the Giants to fit in. Yeah, that's that's why I kind of see them as the third place team. I think they are better off right now than the Rockies and Diamondbacks, but especially with the year they had last year. If you find some of that this year, you're obviously like what you say. But they're not the Dodgers or the Padres, in my opinion, as far as talent. Yeah. And you but, lost Chris Bryant. He was at the oh, that's, second half yeah. of the year. And that's, <laughs> yeah, right. That's, that's a big, quite a big piece the second half of last year. Sure. Year. So I, I don't know where they're the weirdest team in, in the league, in my opinion, to and, predict. Um, and I almost think getting the DH hurts the Giants. Yeah. They almost seem to play the DH. Oh, the the pitcher and, uh, and batting around him and the pinch hitter. They had so many pinch hits last year, home runs. It, almost they played it perfect, better than it. they played it better than a lot of teams. Yeah, that's a few true. Teams that really played that that card better last year. I think the Braves played that very well. I think the Giants played it great. Uh, you know, I think the Cardinals played it pretty well. So I think they always they always played in their hand having that because right. that's strategic. You know, they really played it. Now that the DH, it's like, do they have that brute guy that can kind of put in DH? But they don't really have that. Mm-hmm. So I think that might hurt them, actually. One of the teams that might hurt. Um, just in the strategic kind of hitting the buttons at the right time. Look at the home runs, the pinch hit home runs they had last year. And pinch hit hits, right? Yeah. I mean, they did, yeah. they did it to a T last year. Yeah, I agree. Um, I just don't. I don't know, man. We'll we'll see. Um, they're, it's appropriate. This is the last team we're going to talk about for all 30 teams. It's just the kind of leaves with a question mark going into the wow. season. They are They are strange. And it was a strange year last year. Maybe, who knows if we'll see kind of similar vibes this year where know. teams just come in and out. Teams are bad that you didn't expect to be bad. Teams are good you didn't expect to be good. And I don't think we're going to – I don't think you'll get quite the hot, hot and cold, cold runs you had on mm-hmm. these teams. But then again, you had a little bit a little bit short in spring training. Yeah. So you might get that still. A little early in the year, you might get some of that. But I think – I don't think you'll quite get that 
consistent. All year, it was a hot, such the hot streaks and such the cold streaks. I don't think you'll quite get that this year, but I could be completely wrong. Yeah, so, I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah. The last but, thing I got here to add, um, two things. One, Albert Pujols signs to the Cardinals. Had to mention that. One of the greatest players of all time signs to the Cardinals his last year. To go with Molina his last year, most likely Rainwright's last year. That's a great, that's awesome, awesome story. I think he could really put up a decent year out there for the Cardinals and help them. Just give them a little more thump in that lineup. Yeah, agreed. Uh, but the last thing here is the trivia question for the week. And it's which Dodgers player recorded the first hit for the Dodgers? And at the time, it was a brand new Dodger Stadium. So who recorded the first hit for the Dodgers in Dodger Stadium? When it was, you know, its inaugural year, which was 1962. Mm-hmm. So April 10th, 1962, Reds vs. Dodgers, Duke Snyder of the Dodgers obviously, recorded the first hit for the Dodgers in Dodger Stadium. Yeah, course, big I'm big all-star. <laughs> yeah, I imagine uh, Vin Scully was there, so he could have tell you. Yeah. Uh, but the Reds beat the Dodgers that game 6-3 to in their inaugural game in Dodger Stadium. But Duke Snyder recorded the first hit for a Dodgers player in then brand-new Dodger Stadium, which is still open, and all-star game expected to be there, and some renovations recently, but still open, and they use it currently to this day. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, uh, stadium's 50 years old at this point, um, right? This would be the 50th anniversary. Um, 60th. Or 60th, yeah. Sorry, math is uh, not that, not there right now. Um, high school or what? Huh? <laughs> I could have sworn I saw them wearing the 50th patch, too. That's why I was like, wait a minute. That can't be right. Um, so 60 years there is, is pretty good for a stadium. Um, obviously, you have you know Wrigley and Fenway been open for... You know how long now? Sixty years, twice. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty, you know, pretty long standing, but you know, sixty years for a stadium is very good. Um, Dodgers obviously have the money to renovate, and it's very good have, now. When you get teams like the Braves getting rid of theirs in twenty years, I know. And Texas yeah, get rid of theirs in twenty years. Yeah, yeah you go sixty years. Like, Jesus, hey, you yeah, could have had one thirty years ago. Yeah, you could have had three of them in that time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So you know. Um, Good stadium, you know it makes sense. Duke Snyder did it. He was kind of the guy back then in that era. One of the best so, of all time. Yeah, uh, so makes sense, and it's kind of like when you look back at that stat, it's kind of cool. It kind of, it's almost like if you, you open a new stadium now and and Mookie Betts hit it for you or, or someone like that for the Dodgers, you know, someone big name there. So yeah, no good trivia question there, and a good way to end our prediction series leading up to obviously our seventh and final final prediction full in-depth detailed win-loss winners of the awards playoff brackets everything prediction next week which should be a little bit longer episode and it's always a good time to see how what we come up with and what we get wrong yeah yeah Um, it's always because you think you're so confident you go into the year and then you have years like the giants had and it just totally blows your predictions apart we'll see it's always a good time we get some right Oh, we yeah. get pretty close in these win-loss record, which is really hard to do. But we get we get pretty close in them divisions and some awards we get right and some league leaders. So we get some things right, which mm-hmm. are pretty cool. But we do get some things wrong. You're like, boy, I picked this guy. Then you look and the guy had like a 70 or right. You picked him to win Cy Young. <laughs> My case, I you know I picked Blake Snell last year to win NL Cy Young. And I think he ended up with like a 4-5 year, right? Yeah, right, right. So it's like, okay, that didn't work. But so, when you, you know, you put it yourself in the perspective of you picking at the time. You know, you can't say that Blake Snell wasn't a, was a bad choice for Cy yeah. Young. You know, the guy who was pitching lights out. So, yeah. you know, but yeah, that's it's that's the fun of the predictions is that, you, you you know, you come into the season, you feel so confident with it, and then anything happens in the year. And sometimes you know? we throw a couple of bets on it, too, just yeah. to put some money to where we're actually talking about, and we see how close we get at the end of the year. So hopefully we uh, 
we can get some right and win some money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear that. Yeah. But with that, that's kind of all I had for this episode. This wraps up our divisional prediction series. We'll come back, like we said, next week with our final uh, overall predictions, our big episode we do every year. Uh, and then from there, that'll lead us right into the 2022 season yeah. and lead us right into our regular episodes. Yeah, I mean, next, uh, this, is, this is a big week for mm-hmm. us. We have uh, MLB shows coming out at the end of the week, early, early access at the end of the week. Our fantasy baseball draft is this weekend. Um, then next week we do a full prediction episode, which is always a good time. It's one of our, one of my favorite episodes. Um, we kind of been doing predictions before we even did this. Mm-hmm. We kind of did our own predictions, right? So now we get to do them, and that's great. And then opening day. Yep. So I mean that's a lot here in two yeah, weeks. Looking great. So it's exciting, exciting time, very exciting time. March Madness coming to an end. Yep. The NFL free agency has been just berserk. <laughs> Yeah, this is a great time for sports right now. Yeah, baseball is right up there, spearheading some of it. Right yeah. to open day, baseball will spearhead. Will be the talk of base of talk of sports. Okay, what anybody says, it always is, mm-hmm. and it's the talk of the summer, especially. Oh yeah, yeah, because really, all 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 you got out of the big four, that's all you got for it's, for the summer it's is just baseball. The spearhead of sports. When baseball's on, it's talked about. I don't care what anyone says; it's dying nonsense. You're just an idiot. <laughs> it's always growing. Uh, and it's a spearhead of sports. It's always at the top. Always gonna get gonna get talked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, always is. And that's great. We gotta. We got. By the time this goes live, we'll have almost exactly a week, and we'll have baseball games. So, um, that's awesome. Baseball games. That is fantastic. Yep, that's awesome. And we didn't lose too much time for the. We're really. I don't think we're gonna lose any games for the lockout. So, yeah, which, we'll is, which is which is more in a shorter period of time, which is not great for player health all the time, but. For a viewer, you're just as games on all the time. Yeah, which is great. So even more than there is already games on all the time. Yeah, so that's true. Yeah, you got even, something every day. So it's even more nuts. So great, more craziness in baseball. Well, let's get to it. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's all I got. So unless you got any final notes, let's let's just wrap this one up. No, I guess. that's it. Just excited for the next two weeks. <laughs> yep. Yep. So we'll again we'll be back next week and we'll uh, we'll bring our final predictions. So. So thank you guys for listening. You can catch this podcast on Apple Podcasts as well as Google Podcasts and Spotify. You can listen on our regularly updated YouTube channel as well as our website, screwball.podbean.com. You can follow me on Twitter at RealMikeLapree. You can follow me on Instagram at MikeLapree. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at FDubsDen. You can follow our official Screwball Twitter at ScrewballPod. You can follow our official Screwball Facebook at ScrewballPod. No Ian Screw. And that's it from us, guys. We'll see you next week. Yep. Take care.